1: Welcome to Now. No Opportunity Wasted. I am your host, Angelica Ross. And let me be crystal clear from the jump, honey. This is not just a podcast. It's a movement focused on making the most out of life's opportunities and challenges right now. So today... It's so our first episode. is February 5th. It's Monday, kicking off the week, and I want to start things off with a quote from Buddhism Day by Day, Wisdom for Modern Life, by my lifelong mentor Daisaku Ikeda, who recently passed away this past November 15th of last year. And many of his books are available now on Audible and Amazon, but you can also find all of his books in our Buddhist community centers all around the world. So, February 5th reads, quote, Life for everyone is a struggle against the sufferings of birth, old age, sickness, and death. Happiness is not the absence of problems or worries. It is to be undefeated, no matter what problems or worries we may face. And this happiness is not solely focused on oneself. Truly happy are those who can help others become happy. And folks, that is exactly what I'm aiming to do with this podcast. So let me start by giving you just a little bit of context into why now. Everything that I have done in my life has led me up to now. Can't you see? Every step I have taken has led me to now. Okay, for those of you that don't know, that was a nod to one of my favorite films, Memoirs of a Geisha. But seriously, we are in such a critical point in our history of humanity, and way too many people are afraid to speak up. Now, I'm fully aware that there are consequences to actually speaking truth to power. People are losing their jobs and their livelihood. The AP News reported on January 29th that the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Coordinator— of public schools in South Portland, Maine, has resigned and left the state, saying that he fears for his family's safety after receiving a threatening letter from a white supremacist. Folks are being fired for social media posts in support of saying "Free Palestine" or ceasefire. So, with this podcast, I, Angelica Ross, am choosing to speak out and take responsibility, which we, need and Buddhists, define as the ability to respond. Now, I've spoken with current and former presidents, CEOs of Fortune 500 companies, faculty and staff of Ivy League schools, as well as people who are unhoused, unemployed, formerly incarcerated, newly diagnosed with cancer or HIV, and have been able to get them all to see the power and value in their lived experiences and their current circumstances. Each episode here on Now, and I get to talk to people from all backgrounds who have all had their challenges and share with us how they overcame those challenges and made the most of the opportunity. So let's kick things off with our first segment we call, Now What? Where I discuss not only what's going on with me right now, but also the top headlines of the week, from politics to pop culture. So it's a lot going on right now. So let me kick things off with the positive things and start things off with me. It's Black History Month, and Time Magazine came through with a new list they're calling The Closers, acknowledging the efforts of 18 Black leaders who are working towards the goal of closing the racial wealth gap through business, policy making, healthcare, entertainment, and more. And your girl was included on the list, along with Issa Rae, Cory Booker, Aurora James, the Fearless Fun, and 13 other amazing Black leaders. So make sure you go ahead, go over to Time Magazine and check out that article. Of course, I will share links all across all my platforms because you know I love to share my good news. So thank you again to Time Magazine for including me on the list and inviting me to come to New York this month and celebrate with the rest of the honorees and just for acknowledging the work that has been going on with me and Trans Tech and celebrating our 10-year anniversary this year. And also, I just want to give a huge heartfelt thank you to E.C. Pizarro III, who I was able to confidently pass the baton to as our current executive director who has been continuing to form incredible partnerships and garner so much support for Transsex Mission, which is just to help our communities economically thrive through all transitions in lives. So thank you so much again, Time Magazine, for for acknowledging that work. Now, before we switch gears and bask in the light of Don Rashard, I just want to take another moment during this Now What segment to address Ms. Nancy Pelosi for accusing the pro-Palestine movement of being funded by Russia and calling for people to be investigated, saying, make no mistake, ceasefire is Putin's message. Now what, girl? Thankfully, organizations like ACLU responded swiftly with a statement online saying it's never okay for our leaders or the FBI to attack, investigate or surveil people just because of their dis- their dissent against the government. Period. Okay? So that's a slippery slope, girl. Miss Nancy Pelosi. Okay? Now I know From the kente cloth you were wearing as you knelt in that moment of silence for George Floyd, how much you deeply care about black issues and issues that black Americans are facing in this country. So how about instead you respond to the rollbacks on affirmative action and the attack on diversity, equity and inclusion efforts, or maybe respond to the racist lawsuit against the Fearless Fund that's aiming to make it illegal for black people to help fund other black initiatives. Fast Company reported back in October that black founders only received 1% of venture capital funds and an estimated $2.3 billion of a total of $215 billion. And for women founders, that number was only slightly higher at 1.9%. So maybe, Madam Pelosi, you could maybe focus on the Senate hearing with the big tech companies and help us to protect Americans, specifically children, from being vulnerable to abuse. Violence, exploitation, and sex trafficking on these apps. We need Congress to take decisive action and pass at least one of the bills that were mentioned in this hearing. So your voice, Madam Pelosi, will be very useful in pushing Congress to actually pass any one of those bills they mentioned in the hearing. Maybe the Kids Online Safety Act, which I mean, at least that was one of the bills that had support from two of the CEOs, um, Snapchat and X. So if you haven't seen the hearing that I'm talking about, I highly suggest that you tap in. It's a hearing with the CEOs of TikTok, Discord, Meta, X, and Snapchat, and they're focusing on protecting kids from the harm that they have experienced using these apps and platforms. And I got to tell you, as someone who has spent decades in the tech industry, this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the accountability that is needed with these tech giants. They're creating monopolies that are manipulating our entire society through an algorithm. The Human Rights Watch just released a 51-page report stating that Meta's content moderation policies and systems have increasingly silenced voices in support of Palestine on Instagram and Facebook. You don't say. And this report documents a pattern of undue removal or suppression of protected speech, including peaceful expression in support of Palestine and public debate about Palestinian human rights. So let me break this down for what this means in real terms. I personally have roughly 485,000 followers, but I've been experiencing shadow banning and suppression of my content so much, but when I click to look at the metrics, Less than 10% of my 485,000 followers are a part of those views. Less than 10%. So how is a post that is organically showing popularity, not even reaching the people who actually follow me for being an outspoken person? Furthermore, Meta is messing with my money. And when corporations are looking to strike branding partnerships with me and are asking for my current social media engagement metrics, that are fraudulently low, fraudulently low due to an algorithm of suppression. And when you are messing with my money, honey, we have a problem. So anyone that is listening to this, considering the data that I'm describing, I believe that many black and brown creators have receipts in their analytics that tell a similar story. And I think that as a government, we need, we need to attempt holding these tech companies accountable and be prepared for a class action suit or something because there is a very real case for complaint. There are so many issues that we could be focused on right now. Instead of making up conspiracy theories without citing a shred of evidence, what we do have evidence of is hundreds of bodies that have been showing up in graves behind police stations. Body cams are making us all bear witness to all kinds of unnecessary and deadly force. And the government's response has only been to provide more funding for more training that's causing more fatalities for black bodies. So the training route is obviously not working. I've been following along with... All these social media posts, and I saw a hometown friend, Mary Hooks, along with Mariah Parker, who is a non-binary politician here in Athens, Georgia. And they have been so vocal and keeping me informed on the movement to stop Cop City. So listen, next week, Senate Bill 63 is on track to pass and would not only criminalize bail funds, but it also expands a list of offenses that are ineligible for cash bails, including things like protesting and limiting organizations from bailing out more than three different people in a year. Or simply put, if you are arrested for protesting, you are not even eligible for bail. So listen, I'm known to show up to a protest or two. I was just recently protesting for Palestine to free Palestine and call for a ceasefire with PSL Atlanta. And we were marching in the streets of it, uh, down to Piedmont park where I, along with many other activists and advocates, we spoke. Now imagine me getting arrested at that protest and not being eligible for bail as a black trans woman. No. So one action I took today now was I contacted my local representative asking them to vote no on SB 63. And guess what? I got an email back not long after I sent that message from Congresswoman Mary Margaret saying, I am a hard no on that. Thank you. So I just want to say shout out to Mary Margaret. Uh, thank you very much for uh voting no or saying no to SB uh 63. You know, the receipts. It's TBD, you know, so when that roll call comes up, I'm definitely going to be checking and making sure that you voted no on that. But we need more than her to make sure that this bill doesn't pass. So if you are in the state of Georgia, please contact your reps and tell them to vote no on SB 63 now. All across all across the country, in every single state, there are bills that are only harming American citizens from anti-abortion to anti-trans bills and more. So I am encouraging everyone that is listening to please do something now. Call your officials, protest, post, share information, do whatever we have to do to protect and support each other while the system fails to do so. All right, so next on now, we get to bask in the light of Don Richard, right after a word from our sponsors.
0: Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought
1: hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe.
0: In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
1: We are kicking things off with this podcast strong, with strong energy, strong spirits. Right now, I am so privileged to have the good sis, the good sis. Dawn Richard,
0: welcome I to love now you. Thank you for having me. You are so great. I love you,
1: girl. You are great. <laughs> I just so y'all just so you know, um, I am just very, very blessed and um, to understand uh, life and things differently than what was told to me growing up mm. um, and to understand that we are a reflection of our environments and our environments are a reflection of us. And as you move through life, um, that changes, mm-hmm. you know? And so my my circles have changed. My environments have changed. Yeah, Listen, we're going to get into all of that. <laughs> but, like, I'm so grateful that you mm-hmm. ended up in my sphere somehow.
0: I feel this. Man, I was just talking about, yes, I feel the same. It took God a moment, but he is always on time.
1: Always on time.
0: And, um... I didn't know, you know, like I I felt like I was in a dead end here in this in this music industry or in this entertainment industry, specifically with when it comes to my circle. I was one of one for so long. I've Mm -hmm. been so good at being independent.
1: Um, You have been. You are. You actually kind of for me, you are very much a blueprint of independent. You are a blueprint of independent. The reason you're a blueprint of independent, because I'm gonna tell you, as someone who has. I grew up listening to music. I grew up loving all that was given to us, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So don't. So so. When damaged, come on, talk your thing. When damage came <laughs> up, <laughs> baby, you couldn't tell me nothing. This hey. was this was Angelica probably pre trans I don't know. It was early transition, <laughs> but damage and all of Danny Danny Kane, you mm-hmm. know, coming together was mm-hmm. so amazing, and then. I saw you like breaking out of this space Mm -hmm. and what I know about music and what I know about the environment, I have my favorites, like, you know, your India Reese as well. You know what I'm saying? Another
0: incredible voice, incredible voice, incredible artist, incredible person, person, Person. incredible
1: spirit. And it it was, it was through her and things Mm -hmm. like that where I started to realize that the industry did not Favor Mm. black women, certain
0: looking women too, and
1: and certain looking women. The darker you are, as well.
0: Let's talk about colorism.
1: But it also doesn't favor independence. Mm -mm. It favors those who see the industry as the golden ticket, Mm -hmm. and you are lucky to be there. Mm -hmm. Let me do everything for you. Mm -hmm. Put control your sound, your look, Mm -hmm. your everything, and listen. I, you know, I can respect the art of creating a brand.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I respect having a team. Because mm-hmm. I know you got a team. I know you got a low down team. Yeah. You I know, got people a good that you team. call them. Yeah. But you, you manage that, you direct mm-hmm. the flow of how that goes. How, t- talk to me about the transition. Because <laughs> I want to talk about transition. Because a lot of times people, Don't understand. I I get it. It's hard when you are faced with something's about to change Mm -hmm. or I'm going into unknown territory or like with me, some folks, my mic keeps sliding down. Let me tighten this down real quick. But like with me, um, walking away recently from Hollywood and all of that, you know, I think sometimes I'm not as afraid of the unknown, especially when I know my value Mm. and I know there's more for me to experience. How is that transition like for you going from being in a group and being basically under sort of the big machine mm-hmm. and then finding your independence?
0: I think that was so well said, by the way. And kudos to you for making the transition unafraid to do so. It is very difficult. People think that is an easy thing and it is not. No. So I just want to seriously think, like, thank you for being a blueprint yourself. Thank you. Um, In a lot of ways, uh, because that walk is... A road less traveled or not traveled at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. I think I never looked at it as a, it was survival. I've been in a situation where if coming from New Orleans, survival is what we know. We are always given not the the most, but make the most out of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never saw failure. And when I say that failure, because I'm not afraid to fail, what I mean is I never saw rejection or the possibility of not having as an option for me.
1: There was never option? No,
0: I was going to make it regardless. Wow. Because I had lost everything. I mm. knew what low looked like. Mm-hmm. I knew what bottom was. And speaking of transitions, I also know what I, I don't like not being my true authentic self. Yes. I cannot yes. sit in something that is not me. It feels it so fake. So it feels, and bad. I don't think people can understand that unless they live that. They look at you and they'll judge, but they don't understand why transition is so important and why it is so fearless for you or for someone like me. But that's because to be something that is not who I am does not resonate. Mm-hmm. It can't be. Mm-hmm. I can't sit in something that does not make sense for me. And for me to be in something that I couldn't be my best self just did not seem right. So I am so grateful for Danny D. Cain, but you're right. We were a part of a time where we were the mecca of manufacture, right? When you're talking about coming from a Spice Girls, yes. coming from the Britney well, Spears. Didn't it start with, didn't it start with making time. the band? Or- it, oh, making the band was like the first real behind the scenes of 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 like, um, competition television, mm-hmm. music television, because at the time we had American Idol, but American Idol wasn't showing you. The the behind was brilliant in that way, oh, where yeah. he was like, "Well, we're gonna not only we're we gonna show you the bad stuff, we're gonna make bad stuff happen, <laughs> just so you can." you know, go through the trash of it, right? right, right the right. shitty parts of it, right. right? So he made great television, but people have to understand there was no scripts. So this was our lives. Yeah. Um. So it was in a time where there was no, this wasn't the Kardashians or like, this was like no scripts, someone very much puppeteering not only our lives, but also our careers, but also the people around us. Yeah. So let me say That's that again. Oh yeah, please, Right. please. That's please. not just the label, Right. We are mm-hmm. a television show, which means our manager was given to us. Wow. Our PR was given to oh, us. Wow. Yeah. Our television show was given to us. Our label was given to us. Our choreographers were given to us. Our business managers were g- understand that this is like the epitome of manufacture. So because we got in a line. And, and at then the be-
1: time, I'm sure you thought. Oh my God! This is amazing. This is the- what
0: was we from New What else was we gonna have, right? What else was it? Some of us, this was like our only opportunity. But keep in mind, we got in the line, and that line didn't stop. So once we won the competition, we were still in on a television show. Mm-hmm. So we were mm-hmm. given everything, which means no one around us was something we chose. We only chose to stand in the line.
1: Did you feel? Did you feel like you had within the group? Because one thing I, I recognize dawn now mm-hmm. versus dawn then mm-hmm. your artistry i like get goosebumps mm-hmm. i get goosebumps thinking of between your visuals mm-hmm. and how you are constantly like you're genre bending a lot of times especially because we're going to talk about this uh, grammy nominated or the great uh, the the projects that's being considered right yeah, now for Grammy nominations, yeah. yes, for submissions with um was
0: Spencer the, Zahn. Spencer Zahn. Yeah.
1: Okay. Cause I'm getting there because first <laughs> of all I listened to that and I was just
0: Yeah Pigness is one of my one of my favorite projects. Yeah.
1: If you haven't listened to this project yet, make sure you do. It's it's so beautiful. Like and I actually play I like I find myself playing it in the house when I'm doing stuff that's as well. That's what you're
0: supposed to. That's what we wanted to And it,
1: it takes me... In, but there's moments where I stop in the house and I'm just... Because there's one song you, you're you like, will you wait for me or something? Yeah, like,
0: Crimson. It's it's an honest record, right? What I always wanted why I went independent, right? What I wanted for Danny D. Kane and what I wanted for Dirty Money what I was, was to be able to give this creativity ahead of me mm-hmm. and push. Mm-hmm. And I just never could. So when I got solo... This was the dream is to push myself as much as I possibly can and in the process possibly push my people with me Mm, mm -hmm. to expand us as well. Pigments is this beautiful project that I just I had always knew I wanted to get into composition, into scoring and into soundscapes. I grew up loving. I don't know if you guys listen to Pure Moods, but Pure Moods was (laughs) (laughs) a joke, right? But it wasn't for me. It was amazing. And, And that's how I got introduced to Enya.
1: Yes. And oh, my goodness. Right. Anya
0: yeah. Bjork, uh, there were these massive... That's who you give su- Yes, you definitely give me that. These soundscapes. And I wanted to be able to live in that space, but I never really had a black woman or a man to really look at and say, okay, this makes sense here, right? Because we've never really truly, beyond Mahalia Jackson and these... We in- really
1: don't foster those the kind of things. Like Alice and- Smith, I think Alice- so you exactly. a little bit of that.
0: Right. And so you don't really get... They're not pushed to us. We have to seek them. Um, and so for me, Pigments was a project I had been wanting to make for a very long time. And everyone kept saying, don't do that. You're in this dance element, electronic. That's not a smart move. And I just really didn't care what they had to say. I love that. And Thank because you. of it, it's Thank my you. my favorite project I've ever done. Uh, because it's a, it is a, it's an honest project. And Crimson speaks to The most bare you can be when you tell someone, I am not at my my best. Mm -hmm. And to acknowledge not that someone else is wrong, but you yourself are not ready to fully be the person in in the space to commit to anything is such an honest conversation.
1: That's the type of honesty that, oh my goodness, I wish... Uh, people was, ain't ready to have it. people. People not ready. <laughs> Nobody ready to like, it. Let me tell you, they right now. Like, trash. For me, like... Trash
0: buckets. Like trash buckets. <laughs> it's
1: it's yeah. a lot because people cannot take responsibility. <laughs> mm-hmm. And again, when I say, I always drop this down. I always drop this down and I'm going to give this to you too. But um, my Buddhist organization, mm-hmm. um, the Soka Gakkai Soka International, SGI, we chant nam myoho Renge like Tina Turner, you know, what's up, we got to do it. But, um... One of the members gave me a new definition for responsibility. And I've been sharing it to the top of the hilltops every time I can. Yes, heel. And it literally is the ability to respond, mm. the ability to have a response, mm. response ability. And what I recognize is like when people are in relationships, you know, we, we, many people struggle Along with responding to the sun coming up. come on. Good morning.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <laughs> what it is, do it again.
1: You know, so like having the responsibility to have a response to what's right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And so many people, either they're not being honest with their response or they're scared.
0: Or they've lied to themselves so much they don't believe their own... They can't even believe their own truth. Uh, or or they believe their truth that is false. Like, that's the thing I live with around people is that they have been lying so much to themselves that they believe their own hype. Mm. And that's a dangerous person a, because yes, yes. they're investing in this concept or an idea of what they think they are when truly they can't. They can't even see their own reflection. And I don't ever want to be surrounded. I've been around it for so long. That misogyny. And also, listen... <sighs> That's, to me, the biggest is the, the misogynist culture. They are, they are, that they believe that lie. They believe it. They've been telling them that lie. I just don't understand lie. why
1: there's such a stronghold on our black community with it. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, I recently had the pleasure of going to this conference called the Black Feminist Futures mm-hmm. Conference, and it's all these black women, like, Toronto Burke was there. Like, there's so many folks were there, and it's very inclusive. Trans, non-binary, mm-hmm. what have you. And what we're talking about in those spaces seems so simple and common sense. And yet Mm
0: -hmm.
1: we're still finding that we are the pioneers still bringing these, these concepts back to the full community that is still led by a sort of Christian patriarchal Mm -hmm. sort of view. How have you, especially because you're such a strong force and woman, how have you been like, Cause one thing that I'm gonna tell you, one thing that has been lighting me up lately, because <laughs> I actually saw you did an interview lately, um, you were doing with the uh, the Hip Hop Caucus, yeah, and celebrating 50 years yeah, of Hip Hop and hip-hop. things like that, yeah. yeah. You know how I wonder how honest can we be as women, um, and are we going to see more honesty from the women who have traveled through those 50 years? And have had to encounter the misogyny, because my thing, my thing is, is listen. I I'm <laughs> learning to be an abolitionist. Mm. I don't want to see our people locked up. Mm. But what I love that I've learned through social justice circles is learned about restorative justice. Mm. At the very least, it's about when there's some when something has been when wrong has been done, mm-hmm. to then go right to that space and restore justice. Right the wrong. Right the wrong. That's all we want. But we have a culture be- that runs away because they think it's about cancel culture and everybody trying to mm-hmm. cancel everyone when it's actually
0: black women,
1: black films
0: We saving everybody all the time, baby. Here's the thing, right? As a culture, we have to stop being followers and be leaders. I'm going to say that again because culturally we tend to follow. hmm That's our downfall as Mm -hmm. a community, Mm -hmm. right? We follow trends. Cancer culture is a followed concept, right? We have to realize we are the leaders in the room. Now, past that, the leaders that are trying to say that that's not the case is mostly black women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Black women can't continuously save movement, save society, because that's what we've been doing for not just 50 years, but hundreds, hundreds of years, I don't know how we get past it because it would take the people, the men who have been living in the bubble of their ego to step away and understand that the only way we shift and change is if we allow women to take the forefront in that. I think they know that and that's why they don't allow. And I'm going to use that word allow because uh-huh. you can't allow us to do shit. But there, that is why they don't want us to have that kind of power. It is up to us as women We have to have one agenda, one purpose, and one intention. The only way we shift it is if we come together and build it so massively and it makes so much money. I'm going to be honest, they like the green. You're so right. And that's the truth of it. Mm -hmm. We make enough money and we come together in such a way we change it. It's unfortunate. But that's the truth, because right now in this culture, what I've known in my world is that the women won't speak up because black women know when we speak up, we lose jobs. No one cares about a black woman getting hurt, raped, pillaged, pissed on, shit on. They only care if it's a white woman. And the only reason is because the white community. And the white women have just a bigger following to be able to step up to them. I've seen it with my own eyes. I saw Lupita speak on her her being attacked and no one cared. I saw the Me Too movement and the white people speaking. It was two completely different things. There was the same message. I didn't know
1: Lupita had a story.
0: Lupita told a story and no one cared. Do you know recently
1: too- just, uh, That's the
0: truth. And the same stories a story told in the opposite
1: in way. In New York, in a New York deli, yeah. the cashier choked and dragged a black woman outside- mm-hmm. Cause he thought she was trans. Yeah, she was not. No,
0: they love. We love to hurt the trans. Like that's that's a whole other narrative because that's fear. But you know, let me tell you something. It's not.
1: This is what. This is what. And I, you know, I'm glad we talk about all this, but you know, mm-hmm. but this is. It's. I feel that black women, are not allowed the full spectrum, of woman what's considered to be womanhood.
0: But we're not even looked at as as women.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: Right? So we can't even fight for trans because if a, a black woman has musculature... Or bone structure that's different, and God forbid she's darker than a brown paper bag. We've got questions. They questioned Sierra for decades about whether or not she was a woman. Now we love her. Let's stop acting like we didn't question that beautiful ass woman about. Let's stop it because she has strong legs. Like stop.
1: But it's not even it's and 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 it's and it, that was us. And that ain't was even, our culture. and even just the questioning. It's it, it it's is the it's, smear campaign. It's even le- because I feel like it's also the ridicule because yeah. Sometimes they're not even questioning, like they even think it's a question. It's more so that your womanhood, the way it looks, mm-hmm. does not fit the desirable shape, size, sound, feel of
0: woman. And let's get into the people that saying we don't fit in there. Let's look how they how they look. I wait. <laughs> Because the standard, right? Because a man could have a pop belly, flat belly, as long as he got a check, we love him, right? right? But God forbid we have a curvature, a flat chest.
1: Well, they always say that men are visual, as if like we not. Our eyes have been gouged <laughs> out. <laughs> so I let's like they, six like, packs tell the truth,
0: uh, which is why when we go and we speak on black trans and just trans in general, and the violent and volatile way that's being handled, it's just a, it's a long. It's a long line of. Let's talk about the history of how they treat just. Black women in general, like that's a part, trans women are a part of that, that mm-hmm. conversation. They can't get past it. They can't get past it. And it's so unfortunate because the truth is the people that can't get past it are the ones trying to have the trans girlfriend. But we're going to have another conversation about that because they're not have, ready to have that conversation are we as ready? well. We're not ready for that what conversation. That's the truth. No. We're yeah. killing them off because we want them and we don't want anyone to know.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it you're you know, so for me.
0: Oh, it's getting deep. The tea is, getting, high, the tea yeah, is no, listen, piping hot. Is it's he, getting very, very deep <laughs> over
1: here non-deep. in it's the now. Ocean.
0: The now has gotten very deep. It's giving ocean. Um, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: you know, so I feel like part of the solution mm-hmm. is, you know, one, I'm very grateful as a trans person. I am super grateful for non-binary folks. Mm-hmm. Um, I've sh- started to identify as non-binary as a trans non-binary woman but like it's because you know in my buddhist practice we believe in uh the cycle of birth uh birth and death this just mm-hmm. a continual cycle of like a, what they call a reincarnation yeah, and that the spirit just keeps jumping back on the wheel of life and we also believe that we do so to show yet again okay let me try you know a trans body let me try you mm-hmm. know someone with a disability let me and 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 show mm-hmm. how no matter what body you're in no matter what it is that you have value mm-hmm. and that you can obtain a very you can vibrate your life can vibrate at a very high frequency mm-hmm. Where that's buddha like you know all these different things so i feel like it's less about trying to trying to settle into the box that is our body mm-hmm. and more um, about really trying to live in our spirits in a way that says, instead of living into a gender role and saying women do this and men do this, mm-hmm. how about I become a whole person? Mm-hmm. How about, you know, with math, finances, bank accounts, thats not just for men, you know, cause mm. sweetie, if you want, you know, let's we, go there then let, let's do all of those things.
0: Tabernacle. But also when it
1: comes to raising children and doing all the things, listen, some men make beautiful children. Mm-hmm. Maybe not great fathers, but mm-hmm. they make beautiful children. Mm-hmm. I don't think necessarily there might be anything wrong with that in the sense that if we as a society mm-hmm. came back to like a village kind of standpoint mm-hmm. and just is like, look, we raise the kids together. Mm-hmm. How is it that a, a black man... Doesn't see a black boy as his kin too, even if that's not his son. Just as we see black girls, because mm-hmm. I know when I see a black girl, I young see
0: myself, I see myself, I see my sister, I see my niece. And don't let you. And mm-hmm. do you remember like being young and
1: thinking you know it all?
0: Yeah, I still, still, still now, <laughs> still now, is just thinking I know too much and thinking you yes. know it all. But like, and 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 the
1: fact that black boys and black girls get treated like adults
0: mm-hmm.
1: from the moment they're like twelve.
0: I mean, as soon as you yeah. I was told and I was you can't wear a skirt, can't wear this because your body's gonna be curvy, girl, and young one. How unfair when Susie can wear those same shorts.
1: Now so how did so for you growing up, mm-hmm. cause your dad mm-hmm. was in
0: what chocolate milk? Chocolate milk. milk. <laughs> Listen, I have questions about his journey, girl. The names and them covered. Yes. Yes okay, so, dad. so
1: how did growing up, mm-hmm. how was there was music just always a thing?
0: Yeah, and my mom was a dancer. So like, my mom had a dance in school, but she was an elementary school teacher. My dad was in Chocolate Milk. He was, they both graduated from the same uh, college, Dave University. We're so New Orleans ridiculous. Like, my family is so rooted in New Orleans. But Dave University is like, was at that time one of the most renowned black colleges. So they both graduated from there. And my mom told my dad, Look, I'm marrying you. If you're going to do this music thing, get a degree.
1: (laughs) She's she's smart because, you know, because you know the music is hard. Well, they
0: met when they were 15 and 14, and they've been together ever since. So yeah, that, that don't really happen. They no only know of each other. They you only like, know. Yeah, it's wild. I I don't know what the what, that's so. It is it. I'm like y'all don't even know what's out there. But okay, yeah, but
1: that's so. Adorable. It's the truth. Yeah. yeah. So
0: my mom knew. She saw him when she was she was 15. He was 14, and she was like, "Mine, Aries." But um <laughs> listen, I already know, and my dad's and little they, wait, Virgo. So, and who
1: who where does
0: the Native American background? That's come my in? dad. So so well. Both sides, but my dad's side is Haitian, and then the Fetisens, which is on my dad's mother. I'm just
1: saying, just pointing out she's got receipts because I know a lot of a lot of us Black people. Yeah,
0: I'm not appropriate. Yeah, no, you know,
1: no, no. But a lot of people, you know, we say we got Indian in our family. I do. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do have Indian in yes. my family,
1: Cherokee Indian. But we, that's another episode. But yeah, we do. have the
0: Choctaws. Yeah, yes. but but yes, we do. It's real. The um my my mom, my dad's mother's side. So much so that Uncle Harold Fettison, would sew his own garb. He was a part of the Wild Chapituls. He helped with the Wild Chapituls and then worked with David, Chief Montana. I then asked to go to the Washita Nation, which is still now very much still masking. We still mask every year um, during Mardi Gras. I've only been masking with them for the last three years because I wow. would not disrespect. I had to go and learn. I had to go and meet Ch- Chief Shaka Zulu, Chief David. I had to learn from uh, uh, Queen Asatua. Um, who is our big queen. She's our big queen, Queen Nasettawan. She's really renowned in New Orleans. She's fantastic, one of the most amazing sores And her indigenous uh and African uh lineage is insane. Wow. So you have to you can't just say, Oh, I'm an in. you have to like really put in the work. So respect to them. Um and that is a big thing in New Orleans. Um, and yeah, so that's that's on my dad's side, and my mom's side is the Cajun side. That's the 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 Creole side, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, in my, a different way. Yeah, my
1: um, I my grandfather, my both my grandfather and my grandmother, they passed away. But I remember, like, like every once in a while, my mom would always talk about like my how my grandfather would kind of like break down mm-hmm. thinking about, um, I want to say his yeah his mother because he would just always talk about like this white man that killed his mm-hmm. his mother, you know, and just understanding the oppression. Mm-hmm the linked oppression between Mm -hmm. Black folks who were brought to this country, Native Americans who were here.
0: Who were stolen, literally. Land
1: stolen underneath them. And now we find ourselves like just repeating history over and over over again with these battles over land Mm -hmm. and over, you know, as an artist, Mm -hmm. where do you see personally for you, where's the line for you of artists and activists, artists and advocates? There is
0: no line. My music speaks to my truth. I, and that's just my personal opinion. Like I believe mm-hmm. what Nina, Mo, Nina Simone said, our artists should, re, your, your art should reflect your, the times. Um, And that, I'm paraphrasing there, but that's Yo, what she meant, yeah. right? But I have no choice because I lived, I'm living it. I lived homelessness. I lived Katrina. I lived climate change. That wasn't a, I lived a lie. My uncle and aunt were sold a concept to work for oil companies, yeah. just like they do in the South. They say, "Oh, you can get great money working in big oil," until you realize the big oil is affecting your family. My aunt and my dad, his brother, my, my dad and his sister both have had cancer. Oh wow. My dad still has cancer. My aunt has survived breast cancer. These my their mother died of leukemia. I'm not, these. I'm just giving you facts, right? So my grandfather died. When we went through Katrina, he was on dialysis. These are facts, right? So when I speak on now, my parents live in a beautiful home, but it is five to ten minutes away from a plant. So these are. Yeah. I don't have a a separation of artists. and I lived it when I made the band for Danny D. Kane. We lost our house. Wow. We lo- Katrina happened, right? When I, you know was in the pivotal part of my life, I had never had Thanksgiving with my family ever again because we were all displaced, right? When my mom and dad decided to come back to New Orleans and they realized the settlement they got from FEMA was 13 cents. Not making that from their teacher settlement. You said like it was 13 cents. cents. So I just want, it's not a... It's not a fake, like there's no line to say, okay, I'm an artist and I'm going to step away from the activism. I don't even really call myself an activist because I don't, I'm just telling people my story. So I choose to do it in a way in my music and in the way in which I work with Hip Hop Caucus. I just, my design is going to be different. I'm not going to be your conventional artist because my story isn't conventional. I just choose to speak on the things I know to be true. I love my city. My city is riddled in air pollution. My city is riddled in climate. Like, our climate is fucked up. Excuse my language. Because we have the worst air quality. We are the leading, it was one of the leading states in plants and petrochemicals and fossil fuels. That's just the truth. And what it shows,
1: though, too, is just that big business and capitalism, Mm -hmm. it's
0: real. They don't
1: care. No. They don't care about you. Why all
0: these black people have asthma? Like, these are truths. And so, I don't, I'm not, I just want to inform my people because I wasn't, nobody told me, nobody told me. And I've seen both angles. I'm very happy that my aunt, my aunt and my uncle are, were successful and made the most money of out of our, of, our, of our family. But that's a truth. That mm. A lot of people in the South, a lot of people that live and buy these plants, they have that same story. Their family worked in big oil because it was sold to them. They were sold to black people. Then this you can make all the money while you're killing your people now oh
1: my goodness it's, it's real it is it's, it's so real and you have to you know it's so hard like when you're talking about a job you know you all these jobs and factories but mm-hmm. realizing that everything sort of has a cost mm-hmm. so then what was your inspiration to getting involved like with the yeah. hip-hop caucus
0: so everybody kept telling me, like, when you're an artist and a musician, your way of success is you do your music, you get big, and then you do a fragrance, and then you do a sh- clothing line, right? Right? And that's right. your success. It's like, whew. Whether you're when you're indie, it's by any means, sis, get it. Yes. Find it. Yes. So I got really good at being an entrepreneur I, because I was not doing my music like an and music and I was handling it like a small business.
1: And you like integrated with tech, like yeah. Insanely. I
0: I started thinking of my career as a small business. So I would collaborate with Adult Swim. I got a, a license. I was able to license my music. We started animating with them, and then I said, okay, there's something on. I, I'm on to this. And then I started working in tech. We were hacking. Uh, all these different, like um, PlayStation, and trying to find ways to do mocap, which is motion capture, and then we were able to do VR videos in 2015, I 2016, saw that. when nobody, Nasty. yet well, a few people. Like I'm not gonna sit there and act like we were the first, but we were among a few that were really playing with the concept of virtual reality and augmented reality. Mm-hmm. It was really great. Not above that, we partnered with Wired, Verge, asked us to do their first 360 uh, live performance with an Oculus. So we were doing things that, like we uncomfortable and cool, and among a lot of the times, not a lot of Black people. I I also con- con- consulted with tech stars, which is a yeah, I know tech stars. Yeah, yes. So I was working with them, and that was like again 2017, 2018. So I was realizing my journey didn't have to be like everybody else's. I could be a musician, but but actually have jobs, and and tap into things that most people weren't, and still make good money. So it didn't have to be a fragrance line. It didn't have to be. And so I was creative director at Adult Swim. I was uh, working as a consultant with Techstars. I was doing all this stuff. And then by the time I got to a place, because one thing I will say that labels don't do is they don't sit their artists down and say, now that you have this platform, here are some nonprofits you could look into to support. They don't educate you on, they don't care I wish someone would have did that because I originally wanted to work with people who did natural natural disasters and provide shelter because I didn't have that mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: then the hip hop caucus came along, and they were looking for an artist relations director, and I was in a point in my career where I could give back i had made finally made money enough to where I was like, now it's now I don't want it to be about me anymore. How do I make change and they now listen. I hope you all are enjoying the
1: conversation so far and picking up everything that Dawn is dropping for us. There was so much that Dawn and I talked about that we had to turn it into a two-week premiere. So let me know your thoughts and comments on what you heard so far and tune in next week as we continue to bask in the light of Dawn Rashard. But before we go, I wanna close out this episode and every episode with just a little breadcrumb of Buddhism. In today's episode, Dawn spoke about being able to polish your light and carry that light with you. In Nietzschean Buddhism, we learn also about the concept of fundamental darkness, which is a part of the 42 levels of ignorance. And yes, honey, there are levels of ignorance, but fundamental darkness, also known as fundamental ignorance, is what is believed to be the most deeply rooted illusion inherent in life that then gives rise to all other illusions and earthly desires. And it's mainly that there's an ignorance around the value in one's own life or what we would call begrudging one's own life. So part of that process of even getting to the place that Dawn is speaking of, you have to come up out the darkness. Like Jennifer Lewis would say, come up up out of that dark room, honey. I mean, you know, that's my best impression. But sometimes the distance between the dark and the light It's just a place of growth, a gradient where we can go from the darkest of dark, from just a pinhole of hope to illuminating love and uniqueness and kindness and compassion through us and onto ourselves. Let's detach from the ideas of who people think we are so that we can live in the reality of who we actually are. There's an old saying everything done in the dark will eventually come to light. Some of the people whom many of us have held in high regard are getting caught up in salacious, jaw-dropping accusations and revelations about their past behavior or their character. And listen, at the end of the day, we are all human. We all make mistakes. But my question is, Is what happens when instead of being exposed by the light of truth, we decide to fully step into the light of our truth. What happens when we boldly say, this is who I am, this is the art I want to make, this is the impact I want to create, and this is how I want to show up in the world. There can be a renewing and restoring of who we are, but you got to want it. You got to be able to approach life with some intentionality, like my friend Don Rashard. There's an intentionality in this life that we have to seize no matter how scary it is, no matter what the darkness looks like, even if we find comfort in that darkness, even if we find comfort in blissful ignorance of not knowing or not trying or not wanting to take a risk of failing forward. So we sit in our fundamental darkness and we let fear be the driving force. And as you know, fear is the killer of all dreams. So it is crucial that we let our light shine through every day. Even if it begins with just a pinhole and grows gradually. This is a world full of darkness and it needs your light. I believe this is something we can all do right now. No opportunity wasted. See you next week. Have an opportunity or a challenge? Need some guidance or advice? Well, tune in to now. No opportunity wasted with Angelica Ross. Download and subscribe on any podcast platform.